It's time to get away from it all. Doesn't matter if you say you or y'all. Let's all get out there and have some fun. Bluff City Outdoor Show is for everyone. Welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show. Thank you, Perry Woods, and indeed, welcome to the Bluff City Outdoors show on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Leah and my partner, Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors. Great to see you, buddy. How's it yep. going? Hey, pretty good, pretty good. Yep. Also in studio with us is professional fisherman Mike Marfell, who is going to marvel us today with tales of the last few weeks yeah, and recent yeah. uh, tournaments and how it's going out there on the water these days. Yes, sir. And it's about to get really good with this weather right here. They're yeah. about to start chewing. Big oh, old yeah. change. Big old change. Uh, I want to say really quickly to start the show, um, uh, as we record this, it is Veterans Day. As you guys are hearing this on Saturday morning, it's the day after, obviously. Uh, Perry Woods, who is not only uh, one of my best friends in the whole world, he's been obviously somebody who's been on the radio with me for years. You guys have probably heard him many times. Uh, not only a fabulous local musician, but also a veteran who is a third-generation um, veteran in his family. So I want to say happy Veterans Day and celebrate uh, all of the people that have served this country. Yes, my son as well. Weekend. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. So thank you to Perry and everyone else who has Thanks served. Thanks to all the veterans. Yes. yes, for sure. Perry's airborne, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Army uh, Ranger, Special Ranger, yep. Airborne. Yeah, my son's an Airborne Infantry boy as well. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, yes, support uh, support our troops and support local music. And uh, thank you for listening to the Bluff City Outdoors show. You can hear us, of course, every Saturday morning here on Newstalk STL. If you ever miss the show, don't forget you can download it as a podcast. We're available pretty much everywhere you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, um, whatever your favorite podcast platform is, make sure you are subscribed to this show so you never miss any of the great conversations like the ones we are about to have. First, uh, Mark, what is the uh, what's the latest out at the shop? Uh, every week we talk, more and more people are discovering the archery range, the expansion that you guys recently opened up out there. Um, and yeah, it seems like it seems like every day that goes by, the the word is getting out more and more. Um, with, with Without a doubt. I mean, we just, every day we get more and more people in, especially on the archery side this time of year. I mean, people are finding out about us. They're coming down there. Uh, you know, they're getting their needs met. Um, so they're, they're they're pleased. And everybody walks in, they go, holy crap, you know. I, I yeah. just, they just can't it, believe how good we set that up. That's exactly our, Leah and I's reaction when we were out there a few weeks ago. And I walked in and saw, because I hadn't been out to Bluff City since since you knocked down the wall and put in the expansion. And I was, you know, looking at pictures and over the weeks that we were talking about it and, you know, picturing it in my head. But until you go out there and you see it, you see how big it is, you see how cool it is. Yeah, It's, it's like, it's, oh, man, this yeah, what, is what I, what I really like out there, so if, if you got a guy with a, you know, a bow or a crossbow, either, you know, either one, uh, they come in and they, they buy a new bow or crossbow and they, you know, we get them set in at 20 yards, which is your normal. And then, uh, then we had the ability so easily to step them back to 30 and 40 yards and say, oh, well, wow. take, take a couple 30-yard shots, see if it's sighted in for 30, see if it's sighted in for 40. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
which it's, you know, you, most other shops around here can't easily do that. It, you know, it takes more work. So That's a big deal. All yeah. we have to do is just move the people up, get them out of the way for a couple of minutes, and right. then take their shots and say, you know, give them a thumbs up, say you're good. Put Tony you know. down there with antlers on his head. And, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and Jeff out there, the Botech, he is the best in the business. He is really, really good. I mean, he's had, you know, some people come in that, that – couldn't get help, and, and and all at once, you know, fifteen minutes later, they're they're yeah. shooting a tight circle. Yeah, they're sighted in, and he's got it ready to go. I mean, he's 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 awesome. So, uh, between the staff out at Bluff City and uh, the the awesome new setup out there, uh, you can pretty much get uh, everything you need. Especially uh, right now with archery season in full swing, rifle uh, season is just a couple weeks away. Um, are you hearing anything? And you know, we we it, as expected as it always does. It kind of um, hunting season will kind of start slow, and then you know it kind of kicks into yeah. Gear the rut's here. really starting to get going. Yeah. I had one of my good friends that comes in, and he's a great helper at the shop. His name's Gene. Uh, he 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 had never gotten a decent buck before, and he came in there. We got a shipment of this dopey in, you know, that's fresh, mm-hmm. fresh off the farm, and he bought bought a bottle of that. And I said, well, you know, go out and try it. Well, he, you know, like. That was around noon Saturday, and then he calls me around 5. He goes, I got a nice one. I got a nice one, you know, and I'm sitting there going, well, that's good, Gene, you know. <laughs> but, and, uh, no, he goes, this is nice, best one I ever got. So nice. he brought it down there. It was dark. You know, we took a picture, put it on Facebook, and, I mean, he got about 100 likes out of it. I mean, it's just it's great. I really felt good because Gene is – I got to know him at the shop. He's a, just a good dude. He actually has keys to the shop because mm-hmm. he'll – He'll fill in for me if, if we can't get it or we need something, or he'll be over snagging on the riverbank and somebody will break their rod at 10 o'clock at night. He goes, you know, I got keys to the shop. I can go go get you another rod. You yeah. Know? And then we, so he does stuff like that. Oh, that's so cool. And he's just one of those. I met him through the shop. Yeah. He's just become a good friend. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's another part of – that's just a, kind of another part of Bluff City Outdoors because we talk about, you know, your the staff is super knowledgeable, but it's also like it's, it's, it's a great place to just – Talk about fishing yep. and hunting, and just learn from the. It's the barber shop for the outdoors. It is. It's, it, that's it what it is. is. It's exactly right. It's like exactly the what neighborhood it is. bar of the outdoors. It yeah. Is. If I'm in a hurry, I don't go into a tackle shop. I won't get out. Of <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This the the people that are in there, the the staff especially, uh, will take the time to talk to you, and if you have any questions about you know lures or or bows or whatever it is you're in there for um you know they know what's going on outside they know what's going out on the water they know what's going on in the woods and uh uh, they share all that knowledge and it's a great place to be i was the same way when lee and i were out there we were just chatting with the staff i mean i think gene was one of them that was he was probably there that was there and we were just we were just it's different than going to like lowe's where they run from exactly (laughs) exactly so (laughs) and i had another guy yesterday he came in and uh He's, he's bought a lot of Cashin rods. Cashins are kind of a new and upcoming brand of rods, very high quality rods, American-made American rods, and uh, we sell them down there. And he's bought a half a dozen over the summer, and he, he came in, and I said, man, hey, we're going to be putting a big effort at, at our show setup. We're going to use Cashin rods, St. Croix, and Favorite. We're trying to find three good companies to work with. Uh, and uh, so he's bought a lot of cash. I said, hey, would you want to come over to Collinsville at the thing and help uh, move some Cashin rods? Because I can probably talk to him and, you know, get you some uh, – Apparel and some cash and bling if you're willing to come and help us. And he goes, man, I love that, you know. So, awesome. you know, he helped me pick the rods that we're, that we're going to stock and carry. You know, I, I went through with the list that, that cash and recommended. And I said, hey, you know a lot about their rods. You use them. You're our biggest customer mm-hmm. on these. And so he, he said, yeah, you need a couple more models. And 
it's just that's the stuff that's cool about yeah, the shop. You know? Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. I didn't know him, you know, two years. I know him from coming in all the time right, right now, you know. Right. right. And uh, just yeah. to get people like that, uh, you just don't get that yep. at the big box stores. And you make you those know? connections and you build that community and then you can start doing things like the Alton Catfish Classic. Yes. And other awesome events, you know, in the in the area with, uh, you know, all the right people involved. Uh, you need a new rod sponsor? I think uh, Mark might have a. Yeah, I might. Luke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, connection. We'll, we'll talk at the break. <laughs> I was going to say, we're, we're tight with a couple of them. There you go. Do you have a current rod sponsor? Lou's. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. But Lou's got bought out by Strike King, so it's lost that small flavor. It has yeah. lost that small flavor. Yeah. Gotcha. In fact, uh, the Cashin, I just talked to the mm-hmm. national sales manager, uh, it's Jason Holland down there. Um, and I asked him, hey, so you want to do an interview? on the show one yeah. of those weeks and he said oh yeah he said i'm up for oh, that so would love to talk probably to you. get him on in the next couple of weeks yeah let's do it for sure uh speaking of guests coming up um and uh um and hunting uh, related i think next week we're going to talk to our buddy tim shelsvik nice. from curry outdoors always great to talk with him you're gonna be able to talk him out of the woods for and day. yeah he's having i know he's having a good year oh, already sure. i think he always does yeah he and i were actually going to go out in the woods together um so we could so i could take some pictures and, you know, and kind of have some cool things to talk about for the show. And uh, the day that we were talking about going out, he was like, you know, I'm actually, I'm actually a little ahead of the game right now. I need to take a break. <laughs> so, so he's, uh he's having a, um he's having a good year. So that's, that's good. So we'll talk to him and uh, next week, hopefully, and, and see how things are going as, as rifle season's right around the corner for the uh, hunters. Uh, yeah. So how are things out on the water right they now? They are good and getting better. Uh, we had our championship at Truman last weekend. Uh, I had a little breakdown on the way down, so I didn't get to practice. Mentally or uh, both? Technically. Both. Uh, I burned up an axle on the way down. Uh, things could always been worse. It happened. So there was a mechanical breakdown followed by a mental breakdown. Yes. Yeah. I, I, it was an emotional roller coaster. I went from screw this, I'm going home, to. Going to the people at Angler's Port, and they got me back on the road. Yeah, and, good. And, all, right. And, yeah, good. all right, all right. And then, so I ended up going out there with no practice whatsoever. I've never had this in a tournament where I'm idling out. They call my boat number, and I have no idea where I'm going. You don't know what direction you're going to go. Nope. And it was wow. super, it was raining, super windy, running down the lake, and my graph went out. It just said it, just, oh. it didn't go out, out. It decided it was trying to sink. I've been trying to get it to sink to the front graph since I did the updates for three days. Mm hmm. Decided to and do this it. This is when it decided, decided to man, do yeah. it at seventy miles an hour, and uh, <laughs> so basically it was dangerous. It was windy. I seen the first channel swing. I pulled in there. I never. I got a limit in there that morning. Never left that pocket that day. Wow. So things happen for a reason. Sometimes. Yeah. No kidding. Couldn't so, repeat on day two. Was uh, that last weekend? When was that? That was last weekend. That was yeah. last weekend. Because I feel yeah. like you've you, have you been in two tournaments since the last time you were on. You yes. spent a few weeks. Yes, uh, I have. And the other one went okay. It was. Okay. The, but uh, this one, you know, it was our Anglers in Action end of the season uh, team tournament, team championship. So all the divisions, Grand Lake, Truman, Lake of the Ozarks, and then a satellite open division. Gotcha. They take anglers from each. We had 114 anglers, I think. What lake? Truman. Oh, yeah. You said that. And it was so windy and two and a half feet low. Yeah. And it's exhausting to fish that lake when it's like that. It was just beating you up. Say if you made a cast and got hung up, you might have to zig and zag and go a quarter mile, it seemed like, to get to your bait. You know, I'd get hung up on I was by myself because my team partner couldn't make it. Mm. I'd get hung up on another, a stob and be there for 20 minutes. I couldn't get in the it. stomach. Yeah. So I was proud of myself. I came in and was in 20 I'm proud first, of you too, buddy. 21st place after day one. Day two, 
I go to a spot that I want to go to. The wind's been pouring into it for three straight days. The wind laid down on Sunday. I pull in there, got the place to myself. Can't catch a fish. I turn around and look behind me, and here comes like four boats. And the etiquette, we've talked about this before. The yeah. People should know better at this level, right? Yeah. yeah. This guy comes in. Especially after the weekend you're having. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm a super chill dude for the most part on the water. But I'm in a back area that's probably 50 foot by 50 foot because yeah. I'm catching them super shallow. This dude and his partner come back to me and said, you catch them all in here yesterday? I seen you had a good bag. And I'm like, nah, I didn't even fish in here yesterday. Next thing I know, they're whopper ploppers passing me on both sides of my boat. Oh, oh no. my God. Oh, no. And I'm like, I just shook my head like, you can't fix stupid. I'm not going to try to talk them out of being a-holes, you know, so... I, I didn't let it bother. To, were they do, I mean, were they trying to drive you out, you think? Or that were they were they clueless or were they They wanted to fish being, back there super shallow too. So they're and pushing I think you out. I need to get rid of the beard and the hair or come up with a disguise because it's too recognizable. <laughs> right. Like they see yeah. me have a decent bag on day right. one and assumed right. I caught them back there shallow. When they see me, so they wanted telling to, you. they wanted to be back there with me because they had like two fish on the first day. That happened the bent rod pot pattern happens a lot when you put money in a boat on the line. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story short, my day wasn't good. Caught bunches and bunches of shorts when the wind laid down. Three o'clock, I got to be in at 3.30. I just, my spider senses said, go to that do-nothing-looking bank over there where the wind's blowing out and see what's happening. I get over there, Mark, and there's gizzard chat up on the bank just going in circles. And if you know anything about bass, when the gizzard chat are on the bank, they're wanting to get back out, but there's bass keeping they them from doing out. that. Yeah, uh-huh. I threw a three-quarter ounce football jig in there and just drug it across the bottom. Boom, boom, boom. I caught three nice keepers like that. Had I had another half hour, I could have put a limit in the boat. I'm positive of that. It was five limit. It was a five fish limit. So I only had three on the final day. So I, I finished like in 40th out of whatever. Uh, Jimmy and Jackie Davis won the tournament, won their 18th boat as a duo, the brothers. Wow. So they're straight studs. They caught everything super shallow on a square bill. Which no I don't know how you have the patience to do that at Truman with all that timber. On hindsight, I'm thinking they probably were fishing the same kind of bank I fished at the end. There was no timber on that bank. It looked like somewhere you'd never want to fish. It's a problem with Truman, Mark. You, you, you see all that timber you want to go to. It was needle in a haystack, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. You go to a bank that only has one needle on it or one haystack on it, it gets a little easier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as soon as I seen those gizzard shed, I had my eyes lit up. And yeah. sure enough, if I'd have had another 20 minutes... Wouldn't have won anything, but I probably would have got yeah. a check and, and, and had a limit for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, you'd put five in the boat. And had I thought of that earlier. Right. But, right. you know, you just don't. I was rolling with what got me there yesterday. With no practice, I hadn't fished anything like that. But well, I got I have, I have questions. You know what? That the, the, the etiquette thing is something that we have, um, that we've, we've mentioned, but we've never really dug into before. And I think that that is an important conversation. I think it's something that everybody has an opinion on. I wish somebody would have held it with them. Everybody has an opinion on what is okay and what's not okay and what, you know, like, so I want to, I want to talk a little bit more about that. I'm going to try not get to a get little myself bit more, in uh, trouble. But yeah, yeah, get a little bit more info about, uh, about uh, your recent tournaments and what's working out there and what's not working out there right now. Of course, a little bit later on in the show, we will bring you this week's uh, fishing report. So you don't want to miss that. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoors Show on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL.
You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 101.9941 News Talk STL. Want to remind you, not only is it a great time to be outside hunting and fishing and just enjoying the great outdoors, but it's also a great time to be outside grilling. And if you're going to be doing that this weekend or anytime soon, make sure you have some Rockwood charcoal with you. Rockwood Lump Charcoal, great local company supporting local industry. Missouri is the number one charcoal maker in the United States, so you're helping out local industry, you're working with a great local company, and Rockwood Charcoal has been rated the number one consumer-ranked charcoal across the country nine years in a row, so you are using the best. Uh, If you haven't used lump charcoal or Rockwood lump charcoal before, uh, you're used to the traditional sort of briquettes, uh, it is just a, a... a superior experience in every way. With Rockwood charcoal, it is uh, it, there's there's less junk. There's no chemicals in there. It's all just organic, natural Missouri uh, products, woods, and uh, it burns faster. It burns cleaner. It burns hotter. It's easier to control, especially if you're using uh, things like uh, other Rockwood products, like their smoking woods and things like that. Um, it just it just is a better grilling experience, better barbecue experience when you're using Rockwood charcoal. Uh, Rockwood is available at over 100 area stores, and you can find the closest one to you, as well as some grilling tips and tricks at rockwoodcharcoal.com. So make sure you're checking that out. My name is Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Leah, professional fisherman Mike Marfell, and Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors is here. And we are talking a little bit about uh, recent experiences on the water, uh, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and you you touched on something in that first segment that we have talked about before, uh, but the etiquette, the etiquette on the water. And you had an experience the last weekend in a tournament where some guys sort of infringed on that etiquette, infringed on your in my opinion, in their opinion, apparently they thought they were right. Yeah, and this is this is something that every mark every. Fisherman, every hunter, everybody. Oh, every, anything you're doing outdoors. Yes. <laughs> yes. Has a strong opinion about. It's at Walmart trying they have to get a, beans off the shelf. There's they have a <laughs> strong opinion about what's right, what's wrong, what's okay, what's not okay. I would say 80% of us are about on the same page, but it's, it's there's, number, yeah. but there's no like, there's certainly no like rule book. You know, there's no black and white, like, here's what's okay and here's not what's okay when it comes to how close can you get to a guy on the water in a, in a tournament? How, uh, you know, like you said, following people. I think or, there is an official rule in most tournaments. If your trolling motor is up and you're anchored, you have to stay 50 feet away. Yeah, but that's so. But you ain't pulling your trolling motor up at Truman when the wind's blowing 20 miles an hour. Right. Yeah, and 50 feet is right on top of somebody. Yes. I mean, it's, I can cast way farther than that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what happened to you is you were in a you were in a very small local, very shallow backwater area. I mean, it's two and a half, three feet deep. Yeah. It's at the end of no the room cove. for anyone Super, else. Where I've been telling people to go fish the last few fishing reports, where yeah. it flattens off in the yeah. And you're in there. There's no room for anybody else. In Casting another. past my boat to the back of the cove. That's insane. <laughs> and doing it with a whopper plopper where I'm trying to be nice and sneaky and Which, quiet. Yeah, so there you go. So not only jigs, you've got you top know. water baits going by alongside yeah. your boat. What I was doing was I would get my boat in a position, 
pointed into the wind because I'm by myself, set my shallow water anchors down, and I would hit every piece of pole timber. Mm-hmm. I'd pull them up, I'd ease up, set it down, do it all over again. I'm a slow, methodical fisherman. Okay. You know, so and these I know, guys were not. So I know you, your reaction, and you know what? You don't. You have a different reaction every time, I'm sure. Everybody yeah. does. But your typical reaction for you, knowing you, is to shrug my shoulders. Shrug your shoulders. Can't fix stupid. Yeah, and just you know what? I'm gonna get out of here, and I'm not gonna make. Because if you let this. it spin you out, it's gonna screw up the rest of your right. Day. But what is it? Can't is fish. It, don't fish angry. Is it ever appropriate to call somebody out for that behavior on the water? When you got Gabe in the boat, it is because he's a giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said your partner wasn't with you. Tin horse would have yeah, been there. It was there. two Maybe on one, and I didn't have my pistol with me. Uh, <laughs> if the tin horse was there, I might have said. He's got a way of saying something really nice, but coming from like six three, yeah, comes down and yeah. looks down at you as he's saying it. So that helps. But no, I don't think you, there's no sense in getting in an argument with him. You know, I just I don't have a problem going behind people and fishing. You know, if we're sharing a cove, yeah, yeah. But I don't need you. Are there some guys... You can wait till I leave there and then come back. Yeah. Are there some guys that truly think that that's okay? I think so. True, like pros. Mm. Like like on the at, at that level. At that, at that level, are there you guys should know that think better. that that's okay? You should know better. You really should. You should respect that guy. You should at least have a conversation. Not should, just start lobbing the bait over me. Yellow. Oh, yeah, right. You should do... I mean, recreationally, you shouldn't be doing that. Right. I right. mean, I've gotten... I've you had, know, yeah. I've seen guys get all bent out of shape just... Recreational fishing. Yeah, you know, I mean, a, a miscast and that whopper plopper's in the back of your head. Right. Yeah. You know, I right. mean, yeah. that's just. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He did slap it off the rocks up there, and I was like, that's a way to break them in. You know, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, if you let it get in your head, you, you know, you want to yeah. teach them a lesson so they don't do it to the next guy, but I don't think at right. that point they're grown-ass men. I don't think there's any change in their mind. Should there be a rule? Should there be – should tournaments put in – There's no one out there to enforce it. Yeah. We don't have referees. Yeah. So, I mean – But, I mean, rules are still – that would still at least – Ass whooping at the dock, of... maybe? maybe <laughs> I, it really just gets down to really, I mean, outdoor etiquette between different sportsmen and stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I had a couple of incidents that happened when I was trapping. Mm-hmm. So the first one is I'm trapping. A lady calls me. She's got foxes getting her chicken. So I, I said, I can, I can add you to my trap route when I was running it, you know. So, you know, I'm trapping her farm, trying to catch the foxes that are getting her chicken. Well, she's also got goose hunters out there. So twice I get a fox caught in one of my traps, and I couldn't get there. You know, it was on my line, and it got, I was around that noon to 1 o'clock stop. Mm-hmm. You know, so twice I get there, a fox is shot, you know, which isn't good for them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, it's obvious who shot them. And, you know, the goose hunters, they, just, they yeah. were shot with shotgun loads. They were at least shot from a distance. Because so they, they were spooking the geese in there. Because they were spooking the geese. So, you know, the end of the season, the lady asked, you know, how, how I did. And she, I told her, well, I, you know, I ended up catching like three foxes out there. You know, and she, I'm doing her a favor. Yeah. And I told her, but I told her, I said, you know, the two of them got shot. So <clears throat> they lost their goose hunting spot. Yeah. Over that. Yeah. Because a little simple Good. etiquette, wait till I get there right. and I'll get the fox out or shoot it in the head with a twenty two or yeah. go up to it and say, boo, foxes are so high strung that they'll fall over dead almost. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> wow. And, uh, know and then that. another one was, I had a big swamp over by Coca. This one I was younger. And we were You're trapping. still young man. Tra- <laughs> we were trapping, me and my dad were trapping beavers over there for, for the guy. And it had a big cat, t- muskrats and everything over there. So he had duck hunters there. And, uh, we asked the said, "Hey, when do they duck hunt?" And they they typically duck hunted in the morning, so we 
came in the afternoon to run our traps and stuff. Went on for weeks, you know, we're, and then all at once I'm going out to run my traps and a guy comes flying out of the duck mine in his boat just screaming at me, you know, you know, we go, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I go, well, you don't own it. Right. That, the guy in that house over there owns it. And we're here doing him a favor, trapping the beavers out, but he's letting us trap the muskrats and the coons and the mink and stuff. So end up talking over to the farmer. He asked how we done because we got we moved a pretty big beaver colony out of there. I said, yeah, pretty good, except I had that one incident with the duck hunter, you know. Next year, they lost their duck hunting spot over there. So all it took was simple etiquette. (laughs) Yeah. Just say, hey, I'm doing, you know, trappers are typically doing a favor to the land. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, They're actually... They're pretty important to him, so hundred uh, percent. You know, don't be a dick, right? Yeah, I mean, basically, that's don't the, be a dick. That's the that's the biggest. I mean, live my life by do unto others. That's all. That's the only part of the Bible to me you need to take out. Do right. unto others as you do to yourself. You know, yeah. you, you wouldn't do to anybody else. So it's like, come on, man. Does it Vast tournaments you can't just they don't lose their privileges, right? I mean, right. maybe they should. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is there? Maybe I wonder if there is a way to put three some guys kind of rule or something. In, I don't know. In, in, in catfishing, Mark, does it is it um, is it that same way, or is it is it a different yeah, style of yeah, fishing? So getting on. I top mean, of there's somebody. still rules though. So if you see somebody that's drifting, I think in the cat catfish class, you're supposed to stay 100 yards away from them. Uh, if you see them, so anchor, do you I guys have a, like an, a, like an, a rule? Or so like we a, do. That is in our rules, okay. and we have told the. It said, "Hey, if you see somebody violating any of the rules, mm-hmm. we want you to take a take picture." A picture. Of them. That's what I was thinking. Because Mike. you take a picture, yeah. now we have at least evidence. Yeah. If, you know, if somebody's there below Alton and they're up uh, beyond where they're supposed to be, take a picture. Because if you take a picture yeah. and it's there, yep, they're yep. up there where they're not supposed to be. Yep. They're, no matter, they could come That's in with three hundred yeah. pounds of catfish and they're going to get disqualified. Yeah. Now I get it. Now you don't. You also, as much as they're being jerks, you don't want to be a tattletale. I get that. Yeah. Like it's like, but well, the rules are the rules. It's a, the rules are the rules. The rules are the rules. It's a small community too. You don't. You know. You know I'm going to see these guys again. I'm sure. Uh, what was weird? It was multi generational. Like that guy in the front of the boat was like my age, maybe a little older. And the guy in the back of the boat was in his twenties. Yeah. So you would think the old school guy, yeah, would be more along. But it does. I guess it. You know, being my a guess dick, is he being was a the dick, one leading multi generational too. Apparently, <laughs> right, right. Uh, I mean, but you like to Mark's point. I mean, you can you see? I'm sure you saw those guys coming oh, a mile away. I knew you could have been running video on it and said, you know, you had. Enough, I'm sure you had enough time to go like, look at these guys. Look at this. Right. Look at like look. Here's here is you know like here I am. I've been here. For however, I would I could have videoed it. That'd yeah. been nice. You could have been rolling because you could, you could see sure. you could see that unfolding. Yeah, it wasn't like we were both racing down the bank to get back there. Right. I was already back there and established. Back right. There. Me personally, if I'd have come into that cut and seen that guy back there, I'd have turned around and left. Leave yeah. it to him. He's of here. Course. He's of got course. here first. Yeah, got here first. You know. Another thing that the etiquette thing, right? Yeah. I told you I never left that little channel swing for the most part on day one. Mm-hmm. And I was in 20th with a decent bag. Mm-hmm. I, ran, I, I wasn't going there first thing in the morning because I figured I'd beat it up pretty good. I didn't see but maybe one boat in there all day. When I went by there, there was five boats in that cup. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you tell me, did they magically pick that out? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you got any other, uh, what's, the, what, what's the most common um sort of etiquette violation that you experience on the water is there is that i, I is, think we just cover is I that think that's it enc- i think encroachment encroachment <laughs> there's some guys that don't know how to drive their boats sometimes it's you know like don't know the rules of the water kind of thing but yeah. that's you know that that's that's across the board yeah but i yeah. think yeah i think encroaching your space or 
Back a wake, I, wake back, issue? What about a wake? What about creating wake? Yeah, that doesn't bother me too much. Not really a thing. No, I mean it's not. It's not cool. It, it bothers me more in the no wake areas, like when we're sitting there at the takeoff and we're all bass tournament fishermen, and you're idling super fast and creating a wake. Then mm-hmm. it's not making great big wakes, but it's like, hey man, we're all just sitting here trying to tie up. Right. And, you know what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? We yeah. got. You know, why are you in such a hurry? Yeah. We're not going to leave until they tell us we can leave. So where where are you going that you're in a hurry? Right. Yeah. That so, kind of stuff drives me crazy. So uh, what is uh, what's working right now? What did you what 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 super shallow on yeah. uh, guys caught him really well on a spinner bait, really well on a chatter bait. The winners caught him on a square bill. I caught all of mine on a jig, and Jimmy and Jackie caught a couple of their key fish on a jig as well. Uh, but super super shallow. In the wherever you can, wherever the wind's blowing, uh, is where you want to be when the bait. Uh, it's weird at, at Truman, it's not like Lake of the Ozarks where you can physically see the bait with your eye because the water's a little dirtier. I always say that Lake of the Ozarks got the most perfect water color, in my opinion. Mm. It's not super clear, it's but it's not muddy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, chase that wind with, and they're shallow, man. I mean, you would have thought that, that you would have seen them mm-hmm. kind of shallow, and uh. They'll stay that way for a while. It's 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 like I said. This is the first real cold event we've had. Yep, it's going to yep. be for yeah. a week long, and it's going to just get better. And at the, I'm guessing at the end of this cold snap, it's going to be jerk bait in Alabama rig time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this so this temperature drop because it was dramatic. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it went from eighty degrees to forty degrees in one day. Yeah, all across the area. Right. Is that is that good? Bad? That's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's, it's now kickstart the. If this happens in the spring, not good. Right. But right. it happens in the fall, it's like, oh, we better get our grub on. This cold stuff's coming. Yeah. Yeah. That's, How, so the dinner bell's ringing. Yes. Same way with oh, makes oh, the, it makes big, the big deer time. move, right? Yeah. All of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. When you see deer, when you ask about where the you said the rut was getting to start, I can't count the amount of deer I've seen from my house in Fenton to Warsaw going, going high, <laughs> highway 50. About that. They're just I've, dead I've all over I've seen more the place. deer. Just in the wild than ever before. Oh, they're everywhere. Last year, the this year, it. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's a, if they're getting pushed into more residential areas or whatever. I think they're realizing it's or safe if there's just there. more of yeah, them. I think it's that, that's a lot. I mean, that's you know that's where you see all most your red foxes. Or yeah. They're in tight with people. There's I see red foxes and coyotes in and my more. subdivision yep. in Fenton. Might have to have you come trap them. Yeah, you yeah get rid there of the you coyotes. go. <laughs> yeah, love the foxes. Coyotes are man. I don't know. Yeah. Like, they eat too much. Yeah. Too much good stuff. Yeah. Um, speaking of the water levels, um, Mark, have you heard anything from the catfishermen out there? I mean, the, the, it's, it's it's low. It's, it, it's, Mississippi it's, looks it's low, low, low. It's low, low. Wild Missouri's right low. I mean, there's you're seeing a wing dikes on along when you go across 367. That it's crazy. I've, I've never seen before right. until this this yeah. fall. The amount of logs and log jams hanging on those is impressive. Yeah, yep. like you would. I don't even know how you get a bait down to some fish in that stuff. I mean, and it, you mentioned, like, it's not just the rivers. The lakes are all down, too. Truman's down. The only one that stays, I mean, Lake of the Ozarks is low for what it would normally be this yeah. time of the year. Yeah, but they can but control that They can bit. control that. But Truman's two and a half, three feet low, and it was, like, seven feet low. <laughs> is that, is it good, bad, or different? It's is it indifferent for the fishing. It's bad for getting around. So if you think about Truman being two and a half feet low, getting your boat back into there, you can't float over the top of those stubs anymore. Right. You've got to weave in and out of them. And sometimes it's physically impossible. And with the watercolor, you can knock your trolling motor off pretty yeah. easy. you yeah. gotta, you got to take your time. 
like I said, I got hung up bad enough. I thought I was going to have to fire the big motor up to get off of it. I got nobody else to rock the boat at that time. Right, right. I had my trolling motor on high, just spinning in circles back and forth, back and forth. Ironically, that was where those guys came back there to. So oh, yeah. they didn't realize I had just done all that and stirred up all that water. Anyway, yeah. I was about oh, to leave anyway, but it's just the point of the thing. Yeah. But, yeah. But the, the water level doesn't really matter. It, it does at the river for navigating. It's super dangerous. Yeah. But uh, I have also gotten some really good pictures of stuff that I've Wondered why I caught fish there in the past. Oh, yeah. And I do a lot yeah, of taking pictures. Yeah. I yeah. told Gabe, but we, me and him should get down to, I haven't, last tournament you talked about, I was uh, Table Rock. I should get down there with Gabe and go to some of my spots and just get let him go with the GoPro and go around and, and film some of this stuff. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, at Table Rock, what do people do versus brush piles is they'll come down and make man-made rock structures. Yes. And, yeah. And yeah. I, so there was. This is just a great example. There's a spot that I've always caught fish, and I'm throwing at this particular laydown mark that's laying in the water. Never caught a fish off of it, but then I'd always catch a fish just a little bit off it. I wondered why. And there is a a, a rocks pile where they piled up rocks like this and then put a big flat one across it, so it's just like a little perfect house for yep. a bass to set. Yep. And I guarantee you, the guy that did that. He might have put that lay down up there too, so he knows right where to cast mm-hmm. and then drag it right down mm-hmm. to it. And then if you're fishing a pro am event, the co angler thinks you're ca- you're catching it off of there when you're really catching it. Yeah, we planted some brush before. What wasn't brush? We did a 55 gallon drum, but we we're casting at a tree. So the yeah. guy in the back of the boat thought that's the structure we were casting, but I knew two or three hops of my jig, and I should be about where that barrel is we put in the water. Yeah. yeah. So you always want to make a reference. Point. Nobody in that barrel, right? Nobody. <laughs> okay. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe there will be soon those guys that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right let's uh take another quick break here more to talk about and we'll get you this week's fishing report when we get back don't go anywhere you're listening to the bluff city outdoors show on 1019 and 941 news talk yeah This is the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoors Show on 101.9 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here with professional fisherman Mike Marfell, producer Leah, and the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, Mark McMurray, my partner. Uh, just a minute, we are going to jump into this week's fishing report. Want to remind you, however, this time of year is a great time to visit our friends at Great Harvest Bread Company in Maplewood. Great Harvest Maplewood is one of my favorite local businesses that I've been going to for years. They are just the best, especially this time of year. Uh, Something about this time of year and the pumpkin bread at Great Harvest Maplewood uh, just go together absolutely perfectly, whether it be... Uh, the breads, I mean, that's obviously the star of the show, but the cookies, the snickerdoodles, the muffins, everything they do at Great Harvest Maplewood is top 
notch. They have a great little lunch menu. If you're ever in Maplewood around lunchtime, want to have a great lunch. And they also have catering that you can take advantage of as well. Uh, it's not too late to get in uh, holiday orders if you want to have some great harvest Maplewood bread as part of your Thanksgiving meal or, of course, your Christmas meal. Uh, make sure you, that you get those holiday orders in ASAP and uh, just visit them out there in Maplewood and learn more at greatharvestmaplewood.com. Just awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, also, want to quickly remind you about our podcast. If you missed anything on today's show or you ever just want to make sure you never miss anything on any of the uh, Bluff City Outdoors shows, make sure that you are subscribed to us on your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, many, many others, whatever your favorite podcast platform is subscribe to the bluff city outdoors show we post this show as a podcast shortly after we get off the air every week so um you uh, can make sure that you never miss any episode uh and you never miss any fishing report which uh, we get into about this time each and every week third segment of the show uh go around the horn here and see what's going on on the water so uh mark if you want to kick us off Yep. Yeah. Before you get started, though, yeah, I had, had an idea uh, for Mike's disguise because he said oh, he needs to be disguised. I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. man bun and skinny jeans. There yeah. You go. And they yeah, won't recognize yeah, you. Yeah. Nobody will recognize you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Might but. get my ass kicked, but other than that, <laughs> they won't recognize you. That's great, Mark. I love yeah. it. <laughs> they might think twice before encroaching yeah, on your yeah, territory, yeah. too. If they see it. Maybe I, should, and I could transition. Man bun. And, there you go. Yeah, man bun and skinny jeans. They may just go, no, you know what? Let's leave this guy alone. Yeah, this guy, guy has <laughs> never caught a fish. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. impossible. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's, let's get on with the fishing yeah, report. Okay. Yeah, from uh, Truman Lake with Jordan Lear. Uh, guide out there. Uh, crappie. Good. The fish uh, 15 to 25 feet deep. Brush piles in the standing timber on the main lake in the mouth of the creek. Jigs and minnows are both working. Jigs and chartreuse color combination working the best with the stained water. Catfish good, drifting and dragging baits in the main lake flats in the mouse creek using fresh cut shad. 30 to 42 feet using the Santee Cooper rig. Keep your drift speed about 0.2 to 0.6. White bass and hybrids good. Uh, main lake points, windblown banks yeah, using rooster tails, uh, sliders, half ounce jig and spoons. Uh, with white is working the best. Black bass fair, fish the main lake, windy banks, mouse creeks and coves. Top water baits are working well. Whopper ploppers are, you know. Yeah, it's always right over your shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> buzz baits, whopper bobbers, and spooks. Throw half ounce jigs around the brush pile in ten to fifteen feet of water. Square bill baits in the shad color and spinner. Uh, spinners with white and chartreuse. Uh, walleye still poor. Uh, troll flicker shads and bandit crankbaits in the main lake humps in the flats, fifth, uh, five to fifteen feet. Bluegill are good. Fish around the boat docks in the backs of the coves. So uh, red worms and night crawlers under uh, bobber two to six feet. Out on a Carlisle, Jake Nailey. Uh, crappie's excellent on the brush rocks and the treetops with jigs or minnows. Catfish are good on the clay points, uh, shallow with the fresh shad. White bass are good on the rock points and the spinner baits, uh, spinner baits and curly tails. Uh, Wren, Fred Mooney, a uh, guide down there. Uh, water temps in the upper 50s. Uh, bridges in a rip are just completely full of boats. I've been hearing that like crazy. For the last uh, 12 years. Yes. <laughs> it's insane. It's a couple of my customers are heading down there today. We caught a uh, quality fish in uh, one foot of water. And found the bigger numbers at uh, 12 to 14 feet. Yeah. Uh, bite will continue as the temperature drops. So, And uh, local rivers and lakes, Eric Morey, the catfish on the river are definitely turned on. Uh, and I got other good reports on the catfish on the river, too. Find the bait, you'll find the fish. Uh, largemouth stable and biting everything from Ned Rigs to shaky heads to crankbaits and chatterbaits. White bass and hybrids are biting well. And when you track down to school, school of them, they'll be feeding heavy on the shad. And the crappie are still stacking up in the brush and being caught in multiple deaths. And I wanted the jig moving lately. 
Lake of the Ozarks. Take it away. Is uh, that water temperature is down in the low 60s, so they're chewing. Uh, it's going to sound like a broken record, but until we get in the full-blown winter pattern, you want to find that wind, chase that bait, uh, chatterbait, spinnerbait, jerkbait, and as always, a jig. Square bill's working, too. Uh, sun gets out. If you got high skies, shallow backs of docks behind the cables with a shaky head or a jig. Uh, and we're just around the corner after this week, like I told you, for the Alabama rig and the jerk bait to really come on. And for those of you guys that like to throw a glide bait just to see those big ones come out, that's going on too. Yeah, they'll, they'll – so that's that bite's coming on. It's not that it's not there now, but it's not as good as the other bite. The other bite's still up shallow. And as always, you can catch them on a channel swing bank mm. uh, or main lake point, but uh, they're not pulling any water, so – to me, that shallow bite's been the best. The backs of coves. Whenever you send the um, uh, fishing report on the weeks that you're not here and we're, and we're reading your Lake of the Ozarks fishing report, you always end it with something like, you know, like uh, have fun and stay safe or something like that. I think we should add, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's part yeah. of the fishing report. And don't be a dick. Minimize your dickiness. Yeah, don't go in. Yeah, don't be encroaching. We should make a hat. Don't go in there encroaching on other people's. That's, uh, that's true. But do be time. safe. It's Lake of the Ozarks. There's lots of uh, lots of lots of space for everybody, especially at the freaking Lake of the Ozarks. Give me yeah. a yeah. Give me yeah. a break. More shoreline than the state of California, right? So let's, yeah, let's spread out a little yeah. bit. That'd be nice. So you said, uh, you know, with this t- big temperature drop, you know, it's it's time to put the hammer down. It's, yes. It's, it's go time. Put that um, sock cap on and that yeah. big down vest and get your picture with a big one. About how long does this does this so, opportunity last? Till, till the water gets hard. Till the water gets hard. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. it's I mean, and, and when it gets, the water temperature gets in the low 50s, the, the, the high 40s, don't sleep on those sunny north the the north banks that get the most sun at the lake of the ozarks look for that big dark i call it lava rock that big rock holds a little heat if you can find an area that's got a shallow next to some deep at some point those fish will float up there to eat and sun themselves yeah you can catch them in two and three feet of water even when the water's in the 40s yeah a lot of people don't realize that that aren't avid bass fishermen but they get shallow at some point during the day. Mark, is the guys that fish on the on the big rivers, is that about is that yeah, a real similar, similar approach? Yep. And, and I forgot to mention, too, the report. Yeah. We got some really good reports this week, and it's just going to start us. Uh, starting what's to the, catch the walleye and sauger below the chain. What's uh, the best bait working for catfish right now? Uh, shad. Shad. Yeah. And, live shad? Uh, live if you can get them, but, you know, they're hard to keep alive. But definitely fresh shad if you can get them. I and mean, we, we got some fresh frozen ones in. The biggest shad I've ever seen, commercial fisherman, he, he called me and said, hey, yo. he's up there, he was fishing for sturgeon up on the river, and he goes, he knows we buy shad if we can. If they're commercial fishermen, I can buy it from them. And uh, he says, I got 50 of these. And he said, they're the biggest shad he'd ever seen. And he brought them down, and they were 17, 18 inches long, about Ooh. six inches tall, Dang. and probably two to three inches thick. Big, I mean, some of those had to weigh two pounds. That's crazy. Oh, they're gi- gigantic. You That's know. coming out of yeah. the river? Yeah, he was up on the Mississippi. He was up, uh, I think, by Winfield fishing. Wow. Fishing for Man, sturgeon. They're after awesome. the sturgeon to get the eggs. Uh, yeah. And um, it, it, So they're, it, netting, they're, they're netting yep, these? they're netting them. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize. I mean, I knew they got big, but I didn't think they got that big I didn't the think they did either. That's I mean, these things are the biggest ones I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen big gizzards awesome. in Lake of the Ozarks. Um, they were literally about that. About like that. Man. In fact, he had to cut the tail off in order to get them inside a gallon bag. Huh. They were so big. Wow. wow, that's crazy. I had a crazy story. So the the stall next to me at Truman, a guy walked up with the, the bait net, 
Mm-hmm. I've been sitting there for two days, right? That's mm-hmm. with the stall I've been parking in. Mm-hmm. He just threw that seine net in there, getting ready to go out to go catfishing. He pulled it up. It had two bluegill, three crappie, and a crap ton of shad in it. Just like <laughs> one throw like that. I'm oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't think you, you know, nobody fishes the docks at, at Truman. They're off right. limits within 100 feet. So they, they're just stacked up in there. It was yep. the nuttiest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, almost out of time. Want to remind folks about the Ten Horse Monty YouTube channel. Absolutely, it's a great place to keep up with uh, what Mike is doing out in the water and recent experiences. Uh, uh, Gabe runs an awesome YouTube channel there. Yeah, I was Ten just Horse on Monty. Monday Night Live. We did a Joe Rogan link three hour. Nice, drinking a little whiskey, talking a little fishing. Yeah, podcast. and it's gonna be big next year because Gabe's my new team partner. So we're gonna yes, we're gonna have a lot is, more content next year. That is fantastic. So first can, one will be the. Marie Invi- uh, Memorial Tournament that's Saturday after Thanksgiving. Are you done this any more tournaments? No, this I year? got that the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Oh, okay, and then this, the first week in December, I'm kicking off the Oak Outdoors Solo Elite 100. All right, that series starts back up. Nice. Uh, so that's the first one. Is that well, first we weekend will, in December? Well, we I look forward to hearing the stories out there. Yeah, that's going to be great. That's that's the hundred of the best sticks in yeah. the Ozarks. That's fantastic. Uh, again, Ten Horse Monty on YouTube uh, is a great uh, uh, channel. Gabe is uh, is Mike just said his partner, my partner and my security officer. There you go, and uh, they do a great job with um, fishing content, not just talking fishing, uh, but uh, taking uh, video when they are actually out on the water and fishing, and it's just a great place to to pick up a, a bunch of information. Uh, also, don't forget about Bluff City Outdoors uh, uh, on social media. If you want to keep up with everything that's happening out there, uh, Mark, the Facebook page is probably the best place to go. That's the best place, yeah. yeah. I, I, I update that uh, every day or two. I'll be putting something out there. Yeah, and, and get in- information on what's happening. The what's latest. happening, you know, anything. When we get something new in the shop, I'll post it. Or we got to, like, so we're going to have a Black Friday event sale. So I'll be posting mm-hmm. info about that out there. I mean, I. Realize how quick that's coming. Yeah, it's crazy, you know, right? it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like two weeks. It's it's, yeah, it's, 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 it is it's insane. insane. It's like yeah. two weeks. It is like from two now. weeks, isn't it? Uh huh. It is. I think it's two weeks from like as we're talking right now. Yeah, I think that it is, is wild. Uh, how fast time is going, but definitely. Get I gotta out get there. my will together. <laughs> <laughs> Bluff City Outdoors is about a mile east of Fast Eddie's and Alton. If you haven't been out there yet to see the archery range and the brand new expansion and all the cool new stuff out there, make sure you get out there and check it out ASAP. Uh, BluffCityOutdoors.com is the website, but uh, Bluff City Outdoors on Facebook, as Mark just said, probably the best place to get all the latest and greatest happening out there. All right, that is going to do it for this week's uh, show. Like I said, if you missed anything or you just want to make sure that you never miss anything, subscribe to the Bluff City Outdoors show uh, on your favorite podcast platform, whatever that may be. And we will be back here next Saturday at 11 a.m. Thank you so much for listening to us here at 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. And clear out my head, cause drought don't live in ugly places. Traffic on a daily basis.